Hello, and welcome back to Celeb Buzzed, Celeb Buzz's very own celebrity news podcast that brings you the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything else this week that happened in Hollywood in the time that it takes you to finish a drink. I'm your host, Mia Lardier, and today I'm coming at you with the jumbo value pack of podcasts. That's right, we have not one, not two, but three special guests for you, and all via phone tag. First up, we have Charlie Heaton, who's known for his role as Jonathan Byers on Stranger Things, the streaming now on Netflix. He's here today to talk to us about his newest movie, Shut In, also featuring Naomi Watts. He also explains to us just how the monsters in Stranger Things came about. It's really interesting and kind of disturbing. Then we have Molly Sims, straight from her kitchen, to tell us how she keeps her family healthy by using nature's bounty vitamins. Molly's filled us in on the pregnancy experiences that she's had, ranging from belly sweats to that time that she manipulated her jeans with just a paper clip and a rubber band. Finally, Busy Phillips joins us to tell us about her Michaels Makeoffs videos, which are crafting competitions that she's done with Michaels. But before we jump on the phone, I just want to remind you that you can get a free Audible trial. It's so simple. Just go to audibletrial.com slash celebbuzzed. That's celebbuzzed with a D. And you'll get a free 30-day membership on us. Now let's get on the phones. Here's Charlie. Hi. So how is it going? Very great, yeah. Good. Tell us a little bit about this film. I just watched the trailer and it's a very intense film. Yeah, sure. Um, so Shut In is um, it's a psychological thriller. Uh, and it's set in New England. And our story follows Mary Portman, played by Naomi Watts, who is a widowed psychotherapist in New England. And what happens is her stepson, Stephen, and her husband are in a car accident, which, um, um, where the father, uh, he, 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 he dies in the car accident, and the son is left, he has a traumatic brain injury, and he's left in what we know is, uh, as like a ve- you could say it's like a vegetative like state. Well, we don't know exactly, you know, what how, if he will recover or what parts he uh, of his functioning will recover. Um, and we find Naomi, uh, yeah, kind of isolated in this existence where she's having to spend her time kind of looking after this almost, you know, the shell of a body, washing and feeding and bathing. Mm-hmm. Kind of having this guilt because she sends Stephen away. Uh, she sends him away to boarding school, and uh, and she has this guilt of kind of yeah, like the guilt of what 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 kind of has happened. Mm-hmm. And then as well, she's a psychotherapist, and one of her patients, Tom's, paid by the fabulous Jacob Tremblay. Mm-hmm. Uh, she kind of has this patient uh, who's a troubled young child uh, who's deaf and. He, uh, she kind of takes him in and uh, she, you know, she becomes somewhat attached to him. I think losing her stepson and then finding this kid, she wants to help, you know, I think. And um, one night during like a big winter storm, Jacob goes missing from the, he goes, he did, well, Jacob disappears. And then um, he's presumed dead. And I think the guilt of, you know, of, of everything, the guilt of Stephen, the guilt of losing Tom and her husband, it starts to deteriorate uh, Mary's, she, her, like, um, yeah, she starts to deteriorate. And kind of then things start happening in the house and you're kind of left in this situation where she's believing that Tom, uh, Tom's ghost is kind of haunting her and terrorizing her and she's kind of losing her mind and just you know followed with lots of twists and turns that 
will kind of hopefully keep you on the edge of your seat. Yeah. Well, from the trailer, it's it's a very intense film. Um, but what I did notice is that this role for you um, as someone who for most of the movie is in a vegetative state, um, your physical actions are restricted greatly than you would. So how was that a challenge for you as an actor? Yeah, of course. I think that's a big challenge. And I felt when I read that, I think that was something that was very interesting. You know, a lot of the time, as an actor, you're, you're using your tools to kind of convey a character. So normally it's like trying to have things going on behind the eyes or using your physicality or using your voice or the lines to convey a character and to, and to convey a relationship mm-hmm. where in this case, um, you know, Stephen being in vegetative state, we don't we don't have those tools so it was like the challenge was to how how can we you know have this character because also i think what's important in this movie is the audience need to care about these characters you know otherwise you don't invest mm-hmm. you have to care about mary and you have to care about steve and you have to care about their relationship and it was kind of showing um yeah showing that with like without physicality uh, was difficult um and for me personally, I guess it was physicalizing it. It was I started off and I just researched into you know what 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 the condition is, what that does to the body, and then I tried to source as much footage as I could uh, people in these conditions and try and almost um, replicate what I was seeing and physicalize it myself. Um, you know, being whether that was like a drooping in the in the face or like a bend in the neck or the eye movement, how the eyes move, whether that's like like a slow kind of like round the eyes or if it's a flicker or trying to be quite vacant, you know, and these little things like twitching of the hands and the feet and small spasms and kind of looking into that. Mm. And a lot of the time it was Farron, you know, almost doing, telling me to do less. It was like, no, really like, you know, less and less, which was, you know, it's challenging. And I'm sure that's something that you can bring to your next project where you might have more physical ability to express that you have now these nuances that you can bring to a new role. Yeah. And in this film also, I mean, you're known for your spectacular work in Stranger Things, which congratulations, is it's such a huge hit. Thank you very much. Of course. Um, and I think that t- uh, there's a few ties between this project and, and Shut In. Um, which- Missing Missing Children. Yes, yes, missing children and the, and plots that that leave everybody with heart attacks and stress eating lots and lots as they're eating it. Um, yes. But um, I think one of the interesting ones is that in in Shut In you get to work with Jacob Tremblay, who's also an incredible actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Stranger Things, you work with a cast of younger, really talented children. Um, what did you learn from them on set? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, Jacob, obviously spending time with Jacob, I mean, everyone has come to know who Jacob is now, and he's a wonderful, you know, wonderful, amazingly talented actor. At the time, you know, I, Room had not come out, I had not seen Room, so it was just kind of going off, you know, just the face, kind of face value, and he was just amazing. He was so, like, beyond his years, his maturity was incredible, and then what he can, yeah, what he, what he was able to, like, to do, you know, without, and what's beautiful about children actors I think as adults you're trying to you know you're looking at characters and you can overcomplicate it so much you know why, why is this why is that well with, with, with kids it's like you just you know a lot of the time it's just do, just just do it just do just go and do this and they will just do it and there's like I mean children have wonderful imaginations 
and and you know and those 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 beautiful instincts which I think you know you can all every anyone can learn from that just to not get so caught up in it just to go and do I think that's a really yeah it's a big thing the other the parallel is in casting wise is that both in Stranger Things and Shut In, you're working with two exceptionally talented uh, leading ladies that you have in Shut In, Naomi Watts, and in Stranger Things, you had um, Winona Ryder. Yeah. Uh, what did you learn from them? Yeah, both. Wonderful, wonderful women, wonderful mums. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Naomi obviously was one of the first uh, actresses um, that I worked with, um, and I'd not done a lot at all, you know, so coming on at that point, you know, you feel sometimes, I felt a bit like vulnerable, you know, and how am I going to be able to do the job at hand, you know, and I was nervous coming onto the film, very much so, but then to have Naomi, who's just, you know, wonderfully talented, but also just as a person, such a lovely person to, to kind of be around, and especially for my first film, she kind of just, yeah, just made me relax, taught me to be calm, like, um, taught me to also enjoy it, I think there's a big an enjoyment in it. And uh, made me feel very comfortable uh, to perform. And that was, you know, I learned very much from her. Yeah, that, to, to kind of stay, and to stay grounded. Naomi's very grounded, very, you know, very wonderful. And I think that's amazing. I think, you know, sometimes in your own head, you think of, all, you know, actors, and you think, I wonder if they're going to be a certain way because of the situation they've been in. But not at all, you know, Naomi, it was, you know, she was, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and then... Winona, um, obviously, as we've seen in Stranger Things in the first season, I think from episode one, Winona is in, her character is in such a, a, a vulnerable stage and the emotion that she has to go through from episode one right till the end. Mm -hmm. that, is a hard, that is a hard ride and we shot over six months and to kind of have that energy to give that and, you know, give that kind of performance over a long period of time and to be able to work with that and to see that. And it was so, you know, Winona is so truthful in what, what she does. You know, it's what you're seeing is what it's really what's there. There is no, she's not, she's, she's really feeling like that. You know, she's mm -hmm. sensitive and that was beautiful. And I, and she was again, supportive, but, you know, very supportive with me and, and um, just making me feel okay with being vulnerable was something I learned from from Winona you know and that's in itself to shoot over six months and to keep that kind of stamina up is definitely like running a marathon phenomenal yeah really really is it's inspiring totally and again two parallels between this movie as I mentioned before um they're both thrillers and they they're I can imagine very stressful to you know keep up that kind of energy and that nervous energy um, yeah. How, after filming those really long, intense days, uh, how do you unwind from the intensity on set? Um, depends if I'm on my own or with people. But normally, you know, just with friends, um, Stranger Things, you know, me, Natalia, Joe, we'd, we'd, we'd go and we'd kind of just unwind, like go for food, go chat, go hang out, very normal things. You just kind of, you know, it's good to step away from it. And once I think one one of the things that sort of makes me very nervous in film or, or or television is that you know whatever you do on that day you have to walk away with and be okay with you know you might have had a hard day uh, you know and you might feel like I wonder if I gave enough I wonder you know you you you're reeling and you kind of need to decompress by just going away being okay with what you've done and kind of forgetting about it and that 
that you know and that's that kind of just yeah hanging out um hanging out with my flatmates um and then or, or sometimes you know just just normal things um trying not to get too caught up in it at the same time it's harder when you're on your own mm. you know um when we were filming shut in i would i spent more time at certain points you know on my own and i think i'd go home and that was hard you know it's hard it's nice to have people around because otherwise it's hard to be kind of going home and you're still you know you're always you're always going to be in your own head about it because it's your your performance yeah and I think it's 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 interesting to think about because as someone who's not an actor like myself you know there's things about your job your day because essentially I mean even though you have such great success and you're known for your your roles you're and you're so talented you it's still a, a job and you have to take you know you either leave it at, at set and you leave it yeah. at work or you take it home with you and I think that can either be you know very helpful if you're thinking about roles after you're done rapping or you know or you just leave it no, exactly. And it depends on the environment. Um, I shot this movie called um, As You Are. Uh, it was an independent movie. And we all lived, uh, it was a very low budget movie, but we all lived in the same house at upstate New York in the countryside. So, and that was interesting because I think that was through that, me and Owen, the, my co star, um, were together and we'd kind of come away from it. But still, it was, it was very involved in it. Like, I felt like we lived in those characters together constantly, which was really nice because, I don't know, that also was a beautiful... I think each movie's different, you know, and each movie requires different things. And with that movie, I just remember especially constantly feeling like in somewhat you're in the role of these characters. And it's nice to have that also. Um, you know, so it's different. Sometimes you want to leave it and sometimes you want to walk away from it and be go and be yourself. Sometimes it's you just find that sometimes it works to stay in it, you know, or you go you and given the opportunity to stay in it, I guess. You know, like like any job, I think every job is exactly. versatile and has different um, ways of and working. And I think that uh, since you're you're relatively a new actor in the public eye, um, most people, since your mm-hmm. role on Stranger Things had an American accent, they don't realize that you are from England. Um, how how did you acquire such a really yeah. good American accent? Um, yeah, it started off, uh, with watching videos, learning, um, you know, I watched movies, uh, and just trying to, you know, at home back in England before I came over to the States, cause I was doing a lot of self tapes for the step before I booked shut in. So, you know, kind of just working it out. I did a little bit of voice coaching. Um, but the big transition for me was, I think even when I was back in England, it still sounded I could tell it didn't sound American. I think it was like mm. um, immersion when, when, I, when I got to America and being surrounded by Americans. You know, because it's not so much. It's, of course, it's an accent, but it's it's also you know you could go as far as saying that an accent, it, like you have your ways of speaking and your ways of flowing and and how you communicate together as people. And I found that when I came to America. It is. You have different ways. You are. You were influenced. I don't know. I find that it was interesting to to sit in that. And when I did Stranger Things, um, we shot for six months, and I don't think I came out of the American accent. And it wasn't something I was trying to do, almost subconsciously. Like I'd be hanging around with everyone who was American, and it was almost like a way of communicating. Mm. He's wanting to have people. Yeah, no, absolutely. I I think that even if like someone from, you know, when uh, people from America study abroad and they have a certain handle on a language and then they finally get there and it makes sense in the context, maybe. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And 
very similar with that. Um, and sometimes I even find myself, yeah, caught and not being able to come out of it. And I'm like, well, Charlie, remember that you're British. <laughs> you pull remember. yourself out of it. Um, and before I let you go, um, yes. again, these two are both phenomenal and scary films. Um, what scares you? Um, biggest fear, and it's a very rational fear, it's a very common oh. fear. I'm arachnophobic. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people are, and I, I, I've self, I've uh, self-diagnosed myself. When I was a, a kid, I grew up with my mum, my two sisters in, in in one house, and from an early age, whenever anyone saw a spider, it was hell in the house. My mum would scream, my sisters would scream. So I think that's traumatized me. Because I don't mind them if they're outside. Like, they, they still terrify me. But, like, inside, it, that is my biggest fear. Um, um, by far. Snakes, I'm all right with. Spiders are pretty um, scary. I don't know. Maybe it's yeah. the, But I guess th- th- now I'm thinking to Stranger Things and how the monsters were so big. But I guess you didn't see them on set. Yeah, no, we did. He was a big he, he really? was a, he was a guy I, in a I, suit. I could have sworn man. it was, um, I thought it was, like, CGI was a bit of both a lot that we worked in episode eight where we're fighting um that was all, all, all real we tried they tried to do it as much as they could obviously there's times when it is animatronic but a lot of the times it is a guy in an animated suit too amazing the spider yeah we had no idea yeah um, i don't think i'll be playing spider-man any <laughs> yeah exactly maybe just stick to batman yeah. <laughs> well charlie it was a pleasure speaking with you thank you so much for speaking with us um shut in is out on november 11th yes and we will be seeing it thank you so much thank you very much thanks for your time now that we've checked in with charlie let's go on and give molly a call molly Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. Good, it's so nice to talk with you. It's nice to talk with you. It's, it's early morning here in LA and it's uh, a bit crazy trying to get a preschooler off to school and a, a toddler that wants to go to preschool who can't. Oh my goodness, I can only imagine. It's a it's an early morning for you guys. But So you have two children, right? Brooks and Scarlett? I have Scarlet? two children. I have Scarlett who's 18 months. Actually, no, I'm sorry. She's 19 months today. Oh, well, happy um, 19th month birthday. Happy 19th month. And I have Brooks, who is a four-year-old. And he is as sweet and excited as any four-year-old you've ever met. <laughs> That's so exciting. And you have uh, you have another pregnancy on the right. I do. I'm almost eight months pregnant. Congratulations. Um, thank you so much. We're, uh, we're getting there. You know, we're, we're, we're on our way, starting to feel a little bit better. Um, but it's definitely, you know, it's a little bit of a game changer. We're going from man on man to zone on zone. Right. So we're, you know, this is what happens with your third. You know, you go from first, like the first one where it's like everything worries you. The second one, oh, it's not so. And then it's like the third one, like, okay, we've got to get going on the nursery. We actually have to buy him or her something. So wow. it's definitely, but it's fun. You know, we're really excited and I think what's really been sweet is that Brooks has embraced the baby so much. And even though he has no idea what's coming, he has sort of embraced it. So it's good. That's so sweet. And you, I know you had an older brother growing up, right? I did. He, it's so funny. I was just on with his wife. They, um, they're not letting me go to Cabo because of Zika. Oh yes, that's true. Like a whole thing. So he's going to go, my parents are going to come here and it's like a long story, but yes, I have one older brother. He lives in South beach um, and it's good. He's 18 months older and I've always loved having a brother and just a sibling. And I think, 
it's kind of one of the best gifts you can give someone if you can. And even though the third one wasn't exactly planned, we're, we're very excited. That's so good. But do you notice that having an older brother, um, did you see any similarities in Brooks's relationship with his younger sisters and the new baby on the way? Yeah, you know, I definitely like she doesn't know the world without him. She doesn't know life without him. But he's Mm -hmm. definitely like I was changing her diaper like a half an hour ago. And I accidentally I don't even know this sounds terrible to admit, but like I bumped her head somehow (laughs) when I was going through the door and she like screamed and like, he brought her his old passies, he brought her a blanket, like, so it's definitely showing a little bit of empathy. And for you know, for him, it's all about too like learning to share learning that someone else is in your space and he does love her. I mean, I have to say it's getting easier because, you know, she can play and also at the same time she can hold her own. Oh, that's so cute. Um, and you have a really great partnership too with Nature's Bounty Optimal Solutions, hair, skin yeah. and nails, gummies. So how has that been helping you stay healthy and even your kids healthy if they're enough to, old enough to take them? Yeah, I started, you know, working with them. Um, You know, I've always been a big believer in taking care of yourself. I have this whole thing of if you feel good, you look good. And if you look good, you feel good. And part of my journey has been trying to look good, as we all know, because I'm in the public eye. And I wrote a book about it called The Everyday Supermodel last year. And it became a New York Times bestseller because I was really honest. I was honest that here's what I do. Here's what I take. And I've taken biotin and... um. I've taken, you know, things that have helped and I found, um, nature's bounty hair, skin and nail gummies, uh, for me, along with my prenatal, I've been taking, um, I've been taking them almost a year, a few months before I got pregnant. And then it's just something that my hair really, and especially more so my nails right now, Mm. really always need help. I need gel. I wear gel and I'm pregnant. And so my hormones are all over the place. And it's definitely just something that I feel that if I take, I look better and I also feel better. So I love the product. You know, I was saying earlier to someone, I'm like, it's so easy to take. And I think that's half the battle with someone like me who I definitely take vitamins and take care of myself. So it's important that it's easy to do. And also, I'm not going to lie, they taste good. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the tr- that's the trouble with those kinds of vitamins, even like the old well, kidding. You end up taking like, I have to be careful, like sometimes I'll reach for them in the morning, but I know it's like, okay, only take two at night mm-hmm. or vice versa. And sometimes I'll take, I'll take four. Mm-hmm. And I know I shouldn't, but they're so good. and They're so easy. <laughs> but for me, it's good. Like I need the vitamin C, I need the vitamin E, I need the biotin, like those are something that I'm a firm believer for the past 20 years in. And, um, it's, it's really good. There's no, you know, artificial flavors. There's no wheat, yeast, fish, soy, gluten, like there's none. So I feel good when I take it. It's almost like you need like a backup, like a few decoy, like natural gummies just behind those. Just to- Well, you do. I'm telling you. And I mean, especially after I give birth, even, you know, even more so because your hormones drop and that's where you really need to add those really good supplements. And so it's like I told women, even if you're not trying to get pregnant, try to take the prenatals, Mm. try to take the, you know, nature's bounty hair, skin and nail gummies, try to do things that, you know, are also supportive before you start something. Cause you know, for me, like I know when I work and there's extensions and then take them out and then, you know, I'm a, you know, everyone thinks I'm a natural blonde, but I'm not. (laughs) 
<laughs> so it, it really helps. That's so good. And I think that this partnership is so good with you, this in tandem with your new YouTube channel, which we'll also talk about. Um, but you've been so open about your health journey and staying healthy and your regimes that you use to, you know, well, keep up your practice. You have to be honest. Like, I think women want to know, you know, I think that's the most important thing is that I'm not going to tell you that I don't take anything and I don't and I eat M&Ms and I go get yogurt every day and have some McDonald's. Like, I'm just not going to make, I'm going to tell you what I take and when I take it. And that's also what I love. Like, I love sharing information, whether it be, you know, a new eyebrow color or a new lip color or a new hairstyle or, or oh my God, this will fit, you know, when you're eight months pregnant and also fit three months later. So I'm all, I love that. Like, mm-hmm. I I'm definitely a girl's girl in that way and sharing information. I'm, I love that because I've just always been that that way. Yeah. And I think it's good that, because I feel like now with you advocating and talking about and opening up about your problems, it's it's creating a discussion among women, which is really important um, about their I health. I like being honest. You know, it's like I like, you know, it's like for me, like, you know, you want to, I, you know, I sometimes get in trouble for saying like, have moms take five or 10 minutes to take care of themselves and feel good and walk out of the house. Like not just schleppy, which we all get schleppy because you just feel better about yourself. It's funny. My girlfriend said the other day about my other girlfriend, she was like, Oh, she always looks so put together. And I'm like, yeah, because she literally takes two extra minutes on a Sunday, lays all her outfits out, figures out kind of what she's going to wear. There's nothing spectacular. It could be jeans and a, and a great shirt or mm-hmm a pair of sweatpants and a cute, a cute black hat. Like, you know what I mean? It just, it's all about putting things together and kind of really focusing and taking time for yourself. Yeah. And it helps your peace of mind too, I think, which always helps the outer appearance, I think. Exactly. Um, And you, um, what inspired you to bring to life your, your new YouTube channel, which is great. It offers advice. It offers tips. You know, I think the book, well, it's funny the, the, the blog, the the blog they want turned into the book and the book turned into the YouTube channel. I think people want video mm-hmm. and I think they want to see things come to life. And I think they love the lifestyle aspect of, you know, a mom, you know, showing her tips and her tricks and trying to work with really good people. And I love bringing people into the channel who you may not know. Mm-hmm. Sorry, my, my little girl is going to come in. She's got a nose. Oh, you're fine. Sorry about that. That's okay. Um, but um, you know, it's definitely um, it's just definitely you know, it's like today, right now. It's called you know, multitasking at its finest. Exactly, and that's what you got to do, and and that's the many tricks that you know. It's not always perfect, but even for no, you, you know, know, that's the whole thing with Instagram. We're social. We try to make it perfect, and Lord knows it's not exactly. And you know what? I have to ask you too about one of these. One of the I was watching a few videos on your YouTube channel, and there is one that it was. It's so interesting. Um, but you came up with this hack for your jeans, where you take a hairband and loop it through your buttonhole to allow some wiggle room when you're pregnant throughout the day. I just uh-huh. have to. I have to ask, how did you find that? How did you figure that out? Because that's not just something that, you know, just like springs into I know. I know it sounds weird, but I'm always wearing like a top knot or I'm always trying to wear my hair back, especially when it was a lot longer. Yeah. And during my first pregnancy, I got so big, so quick. And I'm like, how in the world am I already out of my jeans? And I was somewhere where I literally, Mia, I had, I literally had to unbutton my pants. I'm like, (laughs) 
I'm going to strangle my baby inside of me. I know that's you can't, but that was my thought in my head. And I'm like, but I could not keep it open. And I was in a meeting and mm. I went to the bathroom and I'm like, God, I, I'd asked the receptionist if she had a pin. And she's like, no, I only have like a rubber band. I'm like, give me that rubber band. And so I went to the bathroom. I was like, how can I rig this? Oh and goodness. I rigged it and it ended up being the best hack. I still use that hack. I'm telling you. That's like a MacGyver move. It's one of, in, in those it's moments. Like of a MacGyver move. That's amazing. A mommy MacGyver. Um, and one more question for you. Um, in What's something even on your third pregnancy now? What's something that surprises you about pregnancy even now? Oh my God, we're just about to shoot with Christelle Lim for my channel. And it's, it's 10 things no one tells you about pregnancy. Oh my gosh. And it was so funny because we were just talking about like, <laughs> this is going to sound so disgusting, but it's so true. Like your gums bleed. Like you forget your gums bleed when you're pregnant. You forget that your baby, your bump actually sweats. I know it sounds weird. Oh my gosh. But your bump sweats. Like you'll be like sitting in a meeting and all of a sudden I'll have my legs like up close to my bump and I'll like put my legs down. I'm like, cause it's so insulated and it gets so hot that I'll have like a line of sweat below my belly. I'm like, well, that's that's him, my bump sweating. That's incredible. You would have never thought that, would you, Mia? I would have never thought that, but now I know, and I'm so happy to have that yeah. precaution ahead of time. You can have that precaution and just know that every time you sneeze when you're pregnant or cough, it hurts, and know that when you're on an incline and you can't get your door open and then you can't get out and it's really awkward and the door keeps hitting your knee and then you can't get out of the car and it's really fun and you look really great. Oh my gosh. Molly Sims, thank you so much for offering all of this insight. You're so welcome. I, I'll, I'll never think of pregnancy the same way ever again. We'll never <laughs> think of pregnancy. Check out the YouTube. It's going to come up in the next couple of months, but it'll it'll be funny. And the sad thing is it's all true. That's so great. And, and we'll provide some more information for our listeners on Nature's Bounty Optimal Solutions Perfect. Hair, Skin, yeah, and Nails. Yeah, it's website. It's a great website. And it, it, there's wonderful vitamins there that you know, help in all categories. And I, I love, I love working with them. That's so great. Thank you so much, Molly. Have a great day. All right. Thanks, Mia. Bye. Now, before we give Busy a call, I just want to remind you that we have an entire load of these episodes with all different celebrity guests, including the Backstreet Boys, Kristen Chenoweth, and Juliana Rancic. But without further ado, here's Busy Phillips to give us her cake decorating and crafting tips. Busy, how are you? I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. And we're here to talk about Michael's Makers. So tell me a little bit about this partnership that you have with Michael's. So Michael's asked if I would be interested in doing some um, videos for them to air online, um, sort of like a crafting competition, a making competition. Mm -hmm. And for anyone that follows me on social media, um, or has seen interviews that I've given on various talk shows, they know that I'm really into DIY, crafty, cake making, like all things Michael's. And in fact, you know, I was just at Michael's a couple days ago. Yeah. <laughs> I go there a few times a month at least to get supplies. Um, so I was super excited and like jumped at the chance to be a part of it. But so what we have filmed are essentially – make-offs, which are crafting competitions between me and another celebrity that may or may not be, you know, someone you would expect to be good at crafting. Like we had the Bella twins who most people know as wrestlers. Hmm. Um, we had the Madden brothers who obviously are like 
rockers. Yeah, <laughs> you don't expect <laughs> and, that for sure. Uh, no, for sure not. Jason Biggs and um and and Snoop Dogg, which is hilarious and oh, wow. very exciting. That's yeah, that's really exciting, especially with um Snoop's new cooking show. It's like he's taking a whole domestic thing under his wing. Listen, I mean, I feel like it's always fun to branch out. Yeah, and yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see his crafting abilities. That's a- I have a feeling he's like gonna actually be really great at it. I think so too. I I I wouldn't discount Snoop Dogg for sure. And now I read that your name Busy you were given to it as when you were a child because you're always moving around. Um and I think that since you're doing so many things and doing them really well, it's kind of the same way for you now. Um do, do you use crafting and DIY as a way to kind of decompress? Yeah, I mean, I get a little bit, you know, for me, crafting has always been something that's been a part of my life since I was a kid. My mom was a very crafty mom, my grandmother, and um, just something that we would do on the weekends and after school and mm. in Girl Scout troops and things. And um, and it was something I always really enjoyed doing. So yeah, I mean, for me, like cake decorating is, on in, for me, I get a little bit, it's a little tricky for me with crafting because on one hand it can be really relaxing and something for me to decompress mm-hmm. um, and almost sort of meditative. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I get kind of competitive and uh, and I want it to be perfect and then it can be a little bit nerve-wracking, you know? Yeah. Well, I do have to ask because I was watch- I was looking at your Instagram because I love seeing all the things that you do. You were doing a birthday cake. It was the ombre pink cake and you, you did a hyperlapse video of it where you did all the la- the piping across every single layer. Um, oh, yeah, that was for Cricket. That was for in, Cricket. Yeah, that was in July, yeah. Yes. Um, and I have to ask you, how long did that actually take you to do? Because, I mean, in the hyperlapse, it only takes like 30 seconds because it's going hyperspeed. But for how long did it take you to do the piping on that? Oh, well, I'm pretty quick. I <laughs> So it was probably, that cake was probably just like an hour, maybe an hour and a half. Wow. Maybe not, maybe not even. I don't know. That, that, that cake didn't actually take that long that was like a really easy it looked it was one of those things that looks impressive but uh-huh. it was sort of quick and easy for me to do the fondant cakes take a little bit more time yeah. um especially if you want like the fondant to dry and you have to like figure out how to make it sculptural so the, if I do like a big fondant cake for a kid because I make cakes for my friend's kids and cool. um you know if I if and I take requests. So um, depending on how complicated the cake is, it probably takes about two days. Like you want to make sure that the cake is very cool and chilled before you start doing the fondant. So you bake the cake probably like two days before and then start doing it, you know, keep it wrapped up tight and in the fridge and then start doing it um, and making the fondant details a couple of days before so they can dry out if you need them to. Hmm. That's I could, like definitely teach a class in us. Yeah. And I think that it's really interesting too, because you've also been on star plates and you've also been a a judge of chop junior. Um, so through those experiences, what did you learn in your own making abilities, whether it's baking or cooking or anything else? Oh, well, you know, competition is actually really difficult. And that's what I learned in this process with Michael's and the make off is that, um, I'm really great at, making in my own home, but with the pressure of a timed competition, it was really tough. And so I love watching those shows. I was super excited to be a guest judge on, um, chop junior. Uh, but it actually is when you are under the gun, it is really tough to kind of even think creatively. So it made me kind of look at 
creative competition shows in a different way. I mean, ours is like a little tongue in cheek, obviously. Like we're not, it's not like we're not doing, you know, we're not doing like the crafting version of Project Runway, but we're, you know, we are trying, I'm trying to take it a little bit seriously. I want my crafts and my making my, the things that I'm making to come out good. Yeah. And I, it's, it's interesting because with, I guess those creative competitions, you have to be both, you know, have an open mind and be creative, but you also have to be very focused because you're under a time crunch. Right. Back to the crafting element. Um, did you ever have a notable either Pinterest fail or a craft that went entirely wrong? Yeah, I made a cake a couple years ago for my daughter, um, and it was there was a heat wave in Los Angeles, oh, and no. cake and heat waves do not mix. And by the time we even got to time for the candles, the entire cake had just completely melted, and all the fondant had slid off of it. And we were trying to like hold the cake together. It was real. It was a real disaster. It was a real fail, a oh, real no. cake fail. So yeah, I have had my fair share of disappointing um, experiences in making, (laughs) but, um, that's part of the fun, you know, like ultimately we all laughed about it and she didn't care too much. The kids just, you know, want the cake to taste good. They don't really care that much. Of course. Um, and if you had to set up a, um, a competition against Martha Stewart and for your makers competition, um, what would you challenge her to do against you craft wise? Martha? I wouldn't challenge Martha to do anything. Are you out of your mind? Why would you, like, go against, like, <laughs> I, listen, the, just the to, woman, like, the champion of all time? There's not a chance. Not a chance. I would just be like, Martha, what do you want to teach me today? That's what I would turn this into. I would be like, Martha, let's break it down. Show me how to do some stuff. That sounds like a great alternative. <laughs> um, and, and Busy, where can we go to get more information on Michael's Makers? Uh, michaels.com um, and I think that's it yeah great and we're looking forward to seeing your videos and, Yay, thank and your, you. of course and your experience on the odd couple and thank Thanks. you thank you for speaking with us today busy okay bye bye Slum Buzzed was executive produced and edited by Emilia Lardier with theme music and technical support from Adam Raimonda. Subscribe to our channel on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher to get updates when new episodes become available. And head over to CelebBuzz.com to get all of your Hollywood news on the reg.